Welcome back to the QC FitFest podcast. I'm Jess Joni along with Chris Maltzberger, and we are counting down the mere days before the event Saturday, September 11th, downtown Davenport at the River Center. We're looking forward to having you there. Just $10 at the door, $5 for kiddos, 13 and under. And we cannot wait to bring you all of the over 40 interactive vendors that are going to be there, the live demonstrations. Chris, I can't believe we're doing this and pulling it off, but here we are. It is go time. It really is go time. You know, I think I think the last time I checked, we're like, what, nine, 10 days away, um, you know, from the expo and then another 10 days away from the basketball camp. So I'm super excited. The buzz around the community has been huge. And I know there's a lot of people very excited about attending this event. Oh, yeah. I, I love the online giveaways that we're doing on our Instagram and Facebook pages as well. That's getting a lot of people interactive and, and involved with what it is we're doing. All the people excited to attend this event. It's just creating such a buzz. And I just cannot wait to see everyone's smiling faces. Absolutely. No, 100%. You know, every, anything, everything from the, the rock wall that the Army National Guard's bringing in uh, to the MMA cage going to be right in the center where we're going to have UFC Hall of Famer Don Fry in all the way down to the basketball hoops uh, where we're going to have a, a couple former NBA players like tonight's guest, as well as AC Earl and uh, a, a former podcast uh, guest Sergio McClain. They're all going to be kind of huddled around that circle and, and shooting baskets with the fans and high five and taking photos and all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And also the following day after the expo, um, we have the Hardwood Heroes basketball camp uh, Sunday, September 12th. It's going to be at the Life Fitness Center in Bettendorf, Iowa. And uh, there we're going to have five phenomenal coaches like tonight's guest, uh, Jason Cap. Yeah, Jason Caffey, two-time NBA champ. He resides in Mobile, Alabama right now. And Jason, thank you so much for being on the QC FitFest podcast with us and making time for us today. Hey, Justin, Chris, I really appreciate you guys. And I'm looking forward to coming to Iowa and rocking this thing with you. Yeah, we are looking forward to it as well. So tell me a little bit about you. This is our first encounter. And, um, you know, I just would love to know a little bit more about, you know, what got you into basketball, how you got into the Bulls, what your career was like. And we'll just get this thing going. Yeah, well, what got me into basketball is just a love of of, of the game. Uh, I, I started off in middle school as, as the smallest guy on, on the team, probably 5'8", and I, I played point guard. Never did I think I would have a, a career in, in the NBA, but over two years, I, I grew like 10 inches and shot up 6'8", and I was the tallest guy in the, uh, in the high school at that time, and I, I still had my dribbling skills, and I just continued to work hard and hard, and I believed and I prayed. And uh, that's what led me to get a scholarship to the University of Alabama. Um, got there and had some a few mishaps. I, my sophomore year, I, I broke my leg. Uh, at the beginning of my senior year, I broke my foot. So still a lot of skepticism about can I make it to the pro, but pros. But I just kept persevering and I kept praying. And luckily, uh, with the 20th pick in the 1995 draft, the Chicago Bulls took me. And um, the rest is kind of history. No, that's awesome. Now, now you just made the comment. So you went to Alabama. Now, Alabama obviously is known for a big football uh, uh, college. Um, you know what? What is the basketball scene down there? Because that's a. I know I paid it. You know, obviously I watched March Madness. Uh, Alabama pops in and out of that bracket every now and then. Um, but I know they're uh, again they're more so known for 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 football. So what when you were attending Alabama, what was the scene down there for basketball? It, it was a totally different vibe, and and luckily. Um, Due to the coach that we have there now, Nate Oates, we've got that vibe back. Actually, when I was there, we were putting more basketball players in the NBA than the football players were putting football players in the NBA. I, oh, I played nice. on the team with Latrell Sprewell, Robert Ory, James Robinson, Antonio McDice, 
Roy Rogers, uh, Marcus Webb. During the four years I was there, at least five or six guys went to the NBA, if not more. Wow. I, I, I forgot McDice and uh, Robert Ory played there. I forgot about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. So, 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 so obviously the culture down there in basketball was, was, was on and popping then because, um, like I said, everyone thinks Alabama, they think football, but that's now back, you know, you know, in the earlier, not early and mid nineties, maybe it wasn't, uh, maybe back then it was a, it's a little bit uh, different scene. So that's amazing to hear that they were producing more professionals out of the basketball program than there were the football program. So now, now I've got to ask the, the question that you've probably been asked a thousand times, but I'm still intrigued because I have not asked it and I haven't heard the answer. And that is, what was it like? Uh, you know, I don't know if you were in the green room. I don't know if you were at your house, but what was it like hearing that you get getting that call saying that you were selected by the Bulls, who had just gone on a three P a few years prior to that? Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Michael Jordan was not on that team when you got drafted, correct? Uh, actually, he was. He returned the year before that, and I think they lost in the playoffs to uh, Orlando. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the year that I got drafted was his first full season back in the NBA. Gotcha. Okay. So what? So what was it like getting that call? Were you excited to get to join the Bulls, and or, or were you secretly hoping? Were, were you Were you a player that was kind of secretly hoping to go to a certain team, or were you just kind of like I don't even care as long as I get drafted? Being being a small town kid, uh, which we've only had a couple of guys to go to the NBA from this city. Uh, we've got more pro baseball Hall of Famers than, you know, basketball players. I just wanted to go to the NBA. I didn't care what team picked me. I had talked to some teams. Indiana had told me that uh if I was still around by the 23rd pick that they would pick me because they asked me, do you think you're a first rounder? And I said, I don't really know, maybe early second round due to the injuries. And they said, hey, don't worry about that. If you're still around at pick 23, we're going with you. So I didn't really have a clue as to where I was going. Did you, did you have, um, did the, so, so this is the back end stuff that a lot of listeners and myself wouldn't know that, that, that an athlete like yourself would like, how does like, um, when you go to these workouts, you know, when you go to the, you know, these workouts with these teams, do they, do they kind of give you any sort of heads up? Like, Hey, we were, we, we, you put in good work. Uh, we're, we're interested. We're thinking about taking you, or is it all just a complete shock when it, when it happens? It's, it's a complete shock. Like I said, I was surprised that Indiana, uh, went so far as to say that, but I, I guess one of the coaches took a liking to me. I worked out for the Bulls. I worked out for the Trailblazers, the Dallas Mavericks, probably worked out for 10 or 11 teams. You know what it's like dealing with Jerry Krause. So he didn't even, you know, if your shoes are untied, he's not going to even tell you that. Uh, God rest his soul. But, um, you know, I just didn't have a clue as to where I was going to land. I wanted to ask you a little bit more emotional questions. So are you okay with that, Jason? Because this is where yeah, I, this sure, is where sure. I live. I live in the heart space of wanting to know, um, more about some of the valuable lessons that you learned along the way from, you know, NBA and the Bulls to where you are now. Um, what are some of the golden nuggets of things that you kind of keep in your heart that move you along through life? Well, the things that I learned the most really came from Michael Jordan uh, and, and watching him and how he uh, he carried himself and how he came to um, practice every day. I, I tell a lot of people, Michael Jordan saved my life because at one time I was on a real reckless path of uh, doing some things that really weren't great for, uh, you know, my well-being. Um, luckily, 
luckily, thank the Lord, everything turned out okay. And I was able to recover from that. But just watching this man prepare every day for two and a half years and never miss a practice, uh, watching him go as hard as he goes uh, in practice every day, it prepared me for a life in politics, which is something that I'm doing now. I just ran my first campaign. I, I didn't win, but that's fine. It, it took Reagan four terms to get into the White House. I will be back. What I was able to see is with my persistence and what I learned from Michael, that the people of Mobile, Alabama will accept me into politics. And that's all I needed to know to keep pushing. So that's a lesson that was learned from Michael as well. Oh, my gosh, that's really amazing. And Jason, can I ask what one of your, you know, what one of your closest topics to your heart is and what made you decide to run for politics? One of the closest topics to my heart is my community. I'm from a community called the Historic Campground District. Uh, it was a war site back in the days uh, in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, it's, uh, it's it's been torn torn apart due to drugs and, and, and crack and, and things of that nature. My family and I have taken pride in remodeling our family block, which my family has lived there for over 100 years. We've recently did about six houses on that block, and we have several other projects that we're doing in the community. So we're actually taking on rebuilding our community ourselves. And when I was doing that with grant money and my own money and my parents were using their money, I started to say there's more to this. I can help more people with this. So that's why I wanted to become a politician, because if I had the government and state funds to do this, I could do it on a far larger scale. And I think I can affect and help more people. And, and that's such an amazing thing you're doing. And that's actually one of the reasons uh, that, that attracted me to reach out to you uh, to have you be a part of our event um, because of your your um, position in the community and wanting to help it out. You know, me and Joni are the exact same way for the Quad Cities up in this area. Um, we're all about our community. We're all about helping it out and, and trying to bring new things to it, um, the educational and engaging. And when I was, uh, I, I was following you on Facebook and I kept seeing a lot of the rehabs you were doing with the houses and, and renovations. And I just thought it was absolutely amazing. And it's actually one of the reasons why I reached out to you. So, um, you know, congratulations on that. And, and we wish you all the best with that. Um, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, there's a, there's a foundation that's also that you're involved in the community as well. Correct. And I, if I'm not mistaken, there's also a, a foundation that you're involved with in the community as well. Do you want to elaborate on that? Okay. Well, this, this is what I do. Uh, Universal Youth Foundation is, is the name of my foundation. I formed it. Uh, about two years ago. And, and what led me to do that wasn't the, uh, the remodeling of the homes and, and the, the businesses in my community. What led me to do that was I looked at my, uh, my life and I looked at my career and, uh, I don't want to discourage anybody, but I absolutely hated college. Four years of college just was not the thing I wanted to do. I would have rather learned a trade, like perhaps got my CDLs and possibly owned a trucking company one day. Uh, maybe even a respiratory therapist. I work with the youth a lot and everybody is in college material, but I believe everybody should have a shot at life. And what I started doing with UIF is I started taking these kids out to uh, construction sites that I was working and I started paying them, you know, hourly wages of what a regular person would get paid for that, a laborer. And I saw that they took pride in that and they were going back to their community and they weren't getting in any trouble anymore. And they were coming to work with me every day. So I say there's got to be more to this than this. I need to form a 501c3 and start partnering with the different contractors around the city and keep these kids working and keep them off the street. 
because they're obviously not four-year college kids, but they still can't have a bright future. So that's what led me to form UIF. I love that, Chris. I mean, I mean, I just, I, I resonate with that, Jason, because I have a daughter who is very creative and artistic and she does not want to spend four years in a college or more. And even though she's bright and very brilliant, she just, it doesn't resonate with her. And so it's like, where do these kids go? I, I love that you started something like that. Chris, I'm going to go ahead and pass that over to you. Yeah. No, you, you, you hit it right on the head. I think that's an amazing thing. And I, I love hearing, uh, uh, again, kind of, um, re- resorting back to my, statement I made a couple minutes ago. I just love how Jason, you are helping out in your community the way you are. Um, I think it's, uh, it's amazing with when athletes are able to give back to their communities and the, and the, the way that you are. And I just think it's fantastic. You know, I guess kind of just a segue in, cause I know we've only got a couple more minutes left. Um, just a segue back into the basketball camp that you're going to be coming up helping out with. I know there's going to be a couple coaches that are there. Uh, one is AC Earl and another one is Sergio McLean. Did you ever, uh, did you ever have the opportunity to play against AC Earl? And do you remember? any of the battles you guys had down in the paint? AC gave me problems. AC is about 6'10". I'm only about 6'8", so he's long. Hard to shoot over him. Uh, nice guy. I like him. Sergio McClain, of course, a legend from that area. Looking forward to chopping it back up with him. Uh, and these high school coaches that you've allowed me to meet on the phone, very classy guys. I just look forward to having a great event, man. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're, we're very honored and excited to have you here. I know a lot of the parents and the kids are excited as well. So uh, if there's any listeners that are out there listening right now, if you have a, a child, boy or girl, um, from fourth grade to 12th grade, um, just jump on QCFitFest.com and go under the events tab and you'll see our basketball camp. It's called Hardwood Heroes. And um, uh, folks, like we just mentioned, uh, Sergio McLean, AC Earl, um, local guys, Murphy Carter and Ed Hefferman. And then, of course, tonight's guest, uh, two-time NBA champion, Jason Caffey. Jason, again, thank you so much for, for, for joining us tonight and taking time out of your schedule to jump on the interview. You guys take care, and I'll see you in like a week. That sounds thank great. You, Jason, it was so inspiring to hear about the solutions-oriented action that you've been taking, that you've been taking in your community. And um, I really love that you're kind of bringing that heart and spirit back here to the Quad Cities when, you, when you're here with us. So if you guys want to be a part of the Hardwood Heroes Basketball Camp and get more information about QC FitFest Health and Fitness Expo with interactive vendors, a ton of fun, and lots of education about what health truly means, then visit QCFitFest.com, and we'll see you Saturday, September 11th, downtown Davenport at the River Center.